0: Oh, on earth a quill And every man Hallelujah A scribe by trade Oh, to write the love Think about that of God above Hallelujah would train the old Shun dry oh nor could the scroll oh contain From sky. One more time. Oh, love of God. Yes, how rich, how pure. How measureless and strong. more time yes I cast all my what to do. I will cast all my cares upon you. Amen. Can you just continue to play that, Brother Keith? I'm thankful there's somewhere we can go to cast our cares. Amen? Because I have cares. I don't know if anybody else has them, but I have them. And, uh, I'm thankful that there's somewhere that I can go to, amen, this morning. Just want to welcome uh, each and every one of you to the service this morning. We're going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer and open the service. I'm going to ask Brother Jason Ashdown if he'll come and uh, take these prayer requests before the Lord and uh, just open the service here. Um, We want to continue to remember uh, the drums. It's good news. Uh, what Brother Barry sent in uh, the update about Brother Drum and uh, how he's doing uh, and what the, the news the doctors have given back to him, so that's great, but we just want to continue uh, to remember uh, him and both of them, actually, in prayer. We missed them this morning. We want to remember Sister Kim Ward is not feeling well, um, Little Miles Coffey, It's not feeling well. Uh, We want to uh, remember our brother Earl Munch, who's having issues with his shoulder. The Lord would touch him. Uh, We want to continue to remember the Reynolds in place prayer. It's great to have uh, Brother Johnny back at home, but we just want to remember him in prayer that the Lord will continue to heal him after that surgery and um, to give Sister Doris a lot of strength. Uh, She's taking care of him. We also want to continue to remember our sister Mary uh, Smith in prayer. Um, Tuesday, she's going to the pain center uh, where they uh, give her shots to help her with her pain. Um, She's been going to the chiropractor, and that's been helping her a lot, but uh, we just want to continue to remember her in prayer. We want to, again, uh, as with Sister Doris, we want to remember our brother Richard in prayer as he's a caregiver at home with her and that the Lord will give him strength. Amen. If you have any unspoken prayer requests, Brother Jason, if you could come.
1: Hey, Amen. Let's bow our heads. Lord, I'm so thankful this morning. I have a place that I can come to lay my burdens, Lord, at your feet, Lord. And Lord, I'm so thankful, Lord, this morning that I'm gathered with a bunch of saints, a bunch of believers. Lord that have come in unity. Lord in agreement, Father that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. Lord your word has never changed. Today it's the same as it was back 2000 years ago. Lord by your stripes we are healed. Lord all of you all you asked of us is just to ask in my name believing and we would have anything we ask for. It. Lord, I'm so thankful to hear the testimonies amongst this little assembly. Lord, how you've been moving, how you're still showing us today that you are alive and well. Lord, there are many needs that have been read. I'm not going to remember them all, but Lord, I lay my hands on them, knowing, Lord, that you'll be truthful and faithful once again, Lord, to meet our desires, our needs. and Each one has just raised their hand with something special on their hearts, a need personal to them. Father God, I just ask that you would come in a special way this morning. Lord, as your word would be spoken this morning, Lord, may each and every one's need be met, Lord. I know I have needs within my heart, Lord, and Father, I know you'll come and you'll meet my need, Father. Lord, you are an on-time God, so we just lay our desires, our burdens at your feet this morning. Just ask that you would come, take the minister as he would speak the word once again to us. Lord, as I was thinking this morning, Father, as your word comes, Lord, may we just be taken to another level, Father. Lord, may it become so alive to us that maybe this morning we'll just walk into that next dimension, Father. That's the desire of my heart, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I look forward to hearing from you this morning. So, Lord, we just ask you to take the remainder of the service, the songs that will be sung, the specials that would be sung, may be glorifying you, Father. Ask these things in your name, in the name of our precious Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn and shake your hands
0: with those that are around you, or hand, as the case may be. Welcome them to the service, and then you may have your seats. Um, I apologize. I forgot one prayer request, and that's our pastor. Uh, we uh, continue to remember him in prayer. Him and Sister Becky are uh, relaxing uh, a little bit as they're always super busy. So uh, let's continue to remember uh, Brother Barry. Um, you know what, Keith? I'm going to change it up on you a little bit. Uh, let's sing I'm Traveling On. My Heavenly Home is Bright and Fair. <laughs> My heavenly home is Right and fair I feel like traveling Coming up, we're gonna uh, we're gonna sing that chorus one more time, and then uh, Brother Noah, you can come up right after Sister Amelia. Yes, I feel like traveling on. Yes, I feel like traveling on. One more time.
2: and future god oh you've got it all whether i do or not
3: song i've been working on um lyrics in it it's just uh to me just talking about how this this god is more than just a quote more than something you read in the bible something that's really in you something that you aren't just told Let's just listen to lyrics It's just a quote, more than something you read It's the Lord up above, He's all we really need It's more than just a story, more than something you're told When we're all in His glory, walking on the streets of gold There's a fire burning deep inside, a passion that I cannot hide It's the love of Jesus in my heart It's what sets my soul apart It's more than just a story More than something you're told When we're all in his glory Walking on the streets of gold And I just want to say Because I've got the Lord in my life, it's a beautiful day And I'm so glad I know The Lord walks by my side everywhere that I go The Lord counts all of your tears His thoughts for you outnumber the stars He'll take away all your fears He's closing up all of your scars when I stumble and when I fall. You're the only one who hears my call. You lift me up and set me free. It's your grace that covers me. Oh, it's more than just a quote, more than something you read. It's the Lord up above us, He's all we really need. It's more than just a story More than something you're told When we're all in His glory Walking on the streets of gold And I just want to say Oh Cause I've got the Lord in my life It's a beautiful day Oh, I'm so glad I know The Lord walked by my side Everywhere that I go Cause it's more than just a quote More than something you read It's the Lord up above all we really need it's more than just a story more than something you're told when we're all in his glory walking on the streets of gold
0: amen amen enjoyed that brother noah good job Uh, We're going to sing one quick song, uh, All in All, and then Sister uh, Lauren's going to come and sing for us. You are my strength when I am weak. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. As a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in all. Jesus, my shame. Rising again, I bless your name. You are my all, in all When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. Amen. You are my all. us.
4: if I would sing this one. It's the one song she requests every Easter. Who but you Could breathe and leave a trail of galaxies And dream of me What kind of love Is writing my story till the end With mercy's pen Only you And what kind of king Would choose to wear a crown that bleeds and scars To win my heart What kind of love tells me I'm the reason he can't stay inside the grave? You, is it you standing here before my eyes? Every part of my heart cries alive, alive. Look what mercy's overcome, death has lost and love has won a life, a Hallelujah, risen Lord, the only one I fall before, I am His because He is alive. From where they came, just one name, and what other heart but let itself be broken every time till he healed mine? You only you could turn my darkness into dawn, running right into your arms alive, alive. And love has won a, life, a life. Hallelujah, risen Lord, the only one I fall before I am His, because He is Emmanuel, the promised king The baby who made angels sing The son of man who walked with us breathing in our dust the author of all history the answer to all mysteries the Lamb of God who rolled away the stone in front of every Death has laws and love is one alive alive look what mercy's overcome death has laws and love is one alive alive look what love is overcome death has laws and love is one and i am His because he
0: Amen, so thankful for young people, amen, that uh, turn their gift over to the Lord. Let's uh, stand. We're going to ask our ushers to come at this time, and then uh, we're going to get ready to uh, have Brother Diggs come out. Uh, Brother Diggs is no stranger here. feels like he's one of the family, so we're excited to uh, uh, hear him this morning. Amen. Brother Jeff, if you could ask the blessing on the offering. Yes. sing that song uh, Waymaker. No. You are here working in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in I worship you, I worship you, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, one more time, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. Oh, I worship you. I worship I worship you. Why? Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is you. Yeah.
5: Why don't you give God a wave offering of that is who you are 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 you're my waymaker that is who you are that is who you are He's my healer this morning that is who hallelujah you are my peace of mind this morning. That is who you are. One more time. That is who you are. That is who you are. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is he your all in all this morning? You know, I think sometimes we sing songs and we just sing them. But there's a meaning to it. There's a meaning to God being a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. Light in my darkness. Because there's no darkness in him. So he's the light in our darkness. Hallelujah. But in all of our darkness, he's a way maker. Hallelujah. Amen. A promise keeper. How many believe that? Amen. It's good to be in the house of God today. We thank God for his mercy and his grace, and um, we certainly appreciate your pastor. Amen. Uh, I've known Brother Barry a long time, and I've always appreciated him. You know, uh, just the man of God he is. Appreciate him and his family. Amen. Uh, like I say, I've been around a long time. I just, I just looked at Luke this morning. I was thinking, man, I remember when he was a little kid. <laughs> now he's grown up and married and all these things, and you know, uh, God's been good to us. Amen. Amen. So, uh, and, and, and again, I was at the fellowship yesterday. I remember when none of that was there. When Brother Barry wasn't even the pastor of this church. When it was just eight people here, holding on, believing for a pastor. Now I look around. <laughs> you see what God can do when a stable ministry comes? When a stable God-called ministry comes, it gives the people joy in their heart. Amen. Amen. So we definitely thank God for Brother Barry. Amen. And uh, um, y'all let him get his rest. <laughs> Leave all the problems until you get back. Amen. Don't send no text. Don't send no emails, nothing. Just, just let him rest. Amen. Let him enjoy. Him and his wife, amen. We just appreciate them so much, amen. We love all you guys. Let's just pray, amen, and and get into the word of God today. Can you play that softly? Amen. That is who you are. Lord Jesus, Father, you're such a good God. Lord, and we love you, and we appreciate just the merits of your grace, Lord, knowing that it's nothing we've done. But, Lord, you saw fit before the foundation of the world to include us into God's economy. And now that we're here, Lord, we want to make it known, Lord, that we're your children. And we want to make our calling and election sure, Lord. We don't just want to be religious or just good church members of knowing that you sent the prophet. But, Lord, we don't just want to be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. Lord, for we know if we can do the word, the only way we can do it is because it's in us. And you placed it in us before the foundation of the world. So Lord, we pray that this morning, Lord, that all flesh will get out the way and you have the total preeminence, Lord, from the front door to the back door. Lord, from our heads to our toes, Lord, that you consume us, Lord. Lord, you take over every individual, Lord. And Lord, let the word, Lord, reflect and contact that of our soul. And not just in our heads, Lord, but let it go to the soul of that man or that woman, Lord, and let it operate and do that in which you sent it out for, because you said your word will not return unto you, void, But it will accomplish that which you sent it out for, Lord. And, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that the hand of forgiveness and grace will continuously be upon our lives. For as Paul said, we, we, we come up short, we fall daily. Lord, we do things, Lord, that are not pleasing to you, but we thank you for being the God of a second chance. We thank you for having everlasting mercy, Lord. And we know that you're still on the mercy seat, Lord, because even though when we fall down, there's something inside of us that allows us to get back up, and that's only the mercy of God. Lord, we love you, and we pray today, Lord, that you would just handle your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The church, say amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, let's turn to um, St. John chapter 10. St. John chapter 10, and then we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10. Again, good to see everyone. Thank God for all of you. St. John chapter 10, let's start reading at verse 6. If you have it, say amen. amen. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they which heard which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Not only is God giving us life, but that life is more abundant life. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Hebrews 10 and 1. The Bible says... For the law having a shadow of good things, good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. for then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshipper once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices. There is a remembrance again made of sin every year. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You can have your seats. He said, for it is impossible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he sacrificed, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, He said, sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin. Thou hast had no pleasure. Amen. Today, by God's grace, I want to use for a subject, living beyond a substitute. Living beyond a substitute. Now, right here in the Bible, right here in in, in Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says, you know that. We should be living beyond the shadow of what's already already around us. He said that uh, um, the law is a shadow of good things to come. And we know if we think about a shadow, a shadow never gives full detail. A shadow is just like an outline of what's really there. And I'm going to say some things today, but I want you to broaden your, 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 your understanding of God. You know, and God uses types and shadows. But one thing about a shadow, a shadow can never reveal perfection. Amen. A shadow can never reveal the purpose of which it's, it's, it's being, in which it's illuminating. Amen. And you know, when he said the law is a shadow of good things to come. So you know, we can be Christians and we can live a law, but God has something even better than us just being able to say, I can live the law. But what good is the law, hallelujah, if your heart is not in it? Because think about the law, church, hallelujah. If you're going somewhere and you ride and riding, and you got to be somewhere on time, and the law says there's a red light and you got to stop. (laughs) But you got somewhere to go, hallelujah. So that law, following that law and keeping that law in that moment makes you a little upset. Hallelujah. And you know, just think about if it was 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and nobody was out on the street, you saw no police, you saw nobody, and you looked around. Now the law says stay at this light because it's red. But now you're thinking there's nobody out here. (laughs) There's no cars, there's nobody walking. Maybe it's all right if I break this law. (laughs) Talk to me, church. Hallelujah. I know I ain't the only one who think like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what good is a law if your heart is not really in it? Now, let's talk about some more laws for a second. Now, the law is a shadow of good things to come. Now, you know, I know I ain't the only one, but coming up here, the speed limit is 70. And in some places, it's 65. Hallelujah. But, hallelujah, my Honda, my Honda car, and by the way, it's a Honda Sport. (laughs) Why did they put that Sport on it, hallelujah? Because there's something about that word, hallelujah, that makes the car a little different. Now, hallelujah, now the speed limit says 70, hallelujah, or 65 or whatever, but on my dashboard it says 220, and I'm driving a Honda Sport. So, you know, now the law says, the law says, don't go over the speed limit. But my car says you can do more than that. <laughs> and then there's something that drives you every now and then to test the law. <laughs> Come on, church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, hallelujah, although the law is presented right there, amen, my car, my Honda Sport is telling me that there's something else to come. <laughs> maybe 80, maybe 85, maybe 90. Nah, I ain't going that fast. Now. <laughs> but there are other places, hallelujah, where the law of 70 doesn't even count, hallelujah. And you can go and go and go, there's something called an autobahn. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you can jump on that Autobahn, amen. I'm going to go to Germany one day just to do it. Just to say, my car said it does 220, and I did it. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can get on that Autobahn, amen. There's no law. You can freely, hallelujah, whatever your car is, if it's a, a, a Bugatti, a Mercedes, a BMW, or a Honda Sport, hallelujah, you can push that car to the limit without worrying about the law. Amen. What is it saying? The autobahn gives you grace, hallelujah, to test it out. And where we are, church, we should be in a spiritual autobahn. Amen. Where the laws of God, amen, hallelujah, means nothing when it comes to the grace of God. And we're living by the grace of God, and if you're living by the grace of God, you should be living without substitutes. Amen. Now, if we look, church, and we think about, amen, the time, hallelujah, that God first created man, there was no law. Amen. When God created Adam and Eve, there was no law. Amen. They were living with him, and and, and they they obeyed his word. They listened to God. They didn't have a place of reasoning in their minds. Whatever God said, they believed it. Whatever God asked them to do, they did it. Amen. There was no reasoning. Amen. Why is the law put there? Because we have reasoning. Now, God says, he says, of the gardens, uh, he says, of the tree of good and evil, don't touch it. Hallelujah. But in the same format, he gave them grace. Now, let's go on down. Now, what happened? Man, he disobeys God. And they go touch what God tells them not to do. And forever from that point, hallelujah, hallelujah. All the way up to now, man has been living by substitutes. Whew. You say, Brother Deeds, what are you saying? Amen. Adam and Eve could be in the presence of God. Adam and Eve could hear the voice of God. They felt the love of God and all these things. But once sin came in, now they began to question the presence of God. Now they begin to question whether God even loved them. Why? What happened? Fear entered into their life. And as long as you got fear, you will be living based upon substitutes. See, before sin, they never had to worry about substitutes. God's love was always present. God himself was always present. His voice, hallelujah, was always distinctive. Amen. They didn't have to wonder where, I wonder if that man up in that suit, I wonder if that's God or not. They didn't have to worry about that. Why? Because there were no substitutes. But once sin came in, everything else began to be a question. My. And what God did, God said, okay, I'm going to give you a way back to the original, but I'm going to give you a substitute. And they walked out, hallelujah, in blood, skins, hallelujah, dripping, amen. That was not God's original way. God, from that point, has given us substitutes, hallelujah, of animals and bulls and goats when they stepped away from the original. But what I love about God, he doesn't want us to live by substitutes. Because the Bible says, hallelujah, that the law is a shadow of good things to come. And it says that the blood of bulls and goats can never take away sin. So a substitute can never make you feel good about God. Now we're going to get into it a little bit, church. And I want to encourage you, amen. Because one thing I want you to know, living here on this earth, Satan is always trying to give us substitutes. Amen. Church can be a substitute for God. Well, I went to church. (laughs) Well, it's Sunday, so I'm going to go to church. Let me tell you something. Listen to me real good. Next week, you better be on time. Because there are going to be some people in here that you hadn't seen in a year. Mm. (laughs) Why? Because they've made Easter a substitute. When the resurrection should be a part of your daily life. Hallelujah. Every Easter has become a substitute for the resurrection in man's life. But for those of us who are saved, for those of us who are living by the word of God, we experience the resurrection every morning we get up. We experience the resurrection every day we go to work and our lives are a testimony. We experience the resurrection when our family looks at us and they call us Christians. Not just when we put on a nice suit and a nice dress and a nice hat and we may say, hey, today's Easter. Every day is Easter for me. Hallelujah. But they've made, and look at the substitute. The substitute could be so ridiculous. (laughs) They made a white bunny the subject of the resurrection. Jesus never even hopped around. Where does it come from? Jesus never even had eggs. Where does it come from? Now, don't get me wrong. I love a chocolate almond egg. <laughs> hallelujah. Good old Hershey's kids, i I eat it down. <laughs> hallelujah. But how much more, hallelujah, With that chocolate-covered egg, hallelujah, meant nothing when the children of Israel were getting real manna from heaven. Hallelujah. So your Easter bunny eggs and all the things that Easter can operate in. Hallelujah. God gave the people an original. Something original to satisfy you. But now the substitutes are in place and hallelujah, if you're not careful, you'll be thankful for the substitute when there's something God wants you to move into. And a lot of times, substitutes, Really don't get the respect they deserve. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to the young people for a second. For those of you who are in school, when the substitute teacher come, what happened? <laughs> Man just doing his work and all of a sudden, who did that? You just treat the sub like he ain't nobody. <laughs> come on, young people. Amen. The sub come, you ain't even in your regular assigned seat. The teacher may have left a seating chart, hallelujah, and you sitting in Annabelle's seat. Why? Because the substitute really doesn't get the respect. And you know what that sub does? That sub, hallelujah, all it does is lay out the plans of the original teacher. The sub doesn't even have structure from his own self. His whole structure, his own plan is coming from the original teacher. Hallelujah. So the blood of bulls and goats, hallelujah, was not God's original way, but it came from the original teacher as a substitute. Hallelujah. But we, hallelujah, shouldn't fall in love with the substitute. We can't wait for the original teacher to get back. And you know why I didn't like substitutes? Hallelujah, because after a year or maybe so many months of hallelujah, Sister Nadia teaching the teacher my name. <laughs> Is it Kidri? Is it Kidri? Is it Kareel? No, it's Kadri. Substitute comes in. Kidri? I'm I'm tired of this. You know, who, I don't know who she who she talking to. It got so bad to I just stopped even answering the roll, and the students would say, "It's Kydre." Hallelujah! <laughs> but the original teacher, Hallelujah! We spent time together, so they begin to know me. They begin to understand how to pronounce my name. Hallelujah! And church, let me tell you something: He knows your name. Hallelujah. God knows who you are. No matter where you sit, he'll tell you, hey, Aaron, I want you to get back in your seat. Hallelujah. You don't belong back there in the back with the hard-headed kids. I need you up front as an example. Amen. And young people, we know, hallelujah, the baddest kids ride the back of the bus. <laughs> I was one of those kids. Hallelujah. But, church, we don't want to live by substitutes. Substitutes are here, but God wants us to go beyond the substitute. There's nothing wrong with a substitute, hallelujah, but let's take it for what it is. Amen. Now, the blood of bulls and goats was there as substitutes, but God made sure we couldn't fall in love with it. You know why? Because, hallelujah, the Bible says, after the offering of that substitute, that bull and that goat, there still was a remembrance of sin. Whew. So the substitute could never really set you free. It was just there as a shadow for something else to come. Hallelujah. That would be the original. And as that substitute by year and year, hallelujah, will be offered and, 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 and that substitute under the law, whew, that substitute under the law could take away your sins for that year. Hallelujah. But when the new year came in, those sins were right there. Why? Because that substitute couldn't produce a change. Oh, Hallelujah. That's why we're free from Baptist doctrine, because it couldn't produce a change. That's why we're free from Catholic doctrine, because it couldn't produce a change. That's why we're free from Pentecostal doctrine, because it could never produce a change. So God sent his original word woo, to take away the substitute so that we could live beyond just doctrines and we'd enter into a life. Hallelujah. Oh, hey. hey! Let's let's make it known. The message of the hour is not about a doctrine, Amen. it's about a revealed life. Amen. The life of Christ. Amen. And you notice He always took it a step higher every time. Amen. You know, hallelujah. It made Hallelujah the just living by faith a shadow. It was a shadow. The just living by faith in Luther's day was just a shadow of what was to come. Hallelujah. You say, why? Because, hallelujah, when our message came, hallelujah, it stripped away, hallelujah, the shadow, and it said you could have perfect faith. Hallelujah. Not only were you living it, but you're speaking it. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the things of the shadow could never really produce, hallelujah, the fullness of what was to come. Amen. But you had to keep living and keep living, hallelujah. And even uh, 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 the saints of Luther and Wesley and Pentecost, all of that was just the shadow of what was to come. <laughs> hallelujah. If I could say it like this Luther's church was a shadow. Amen. Hallelujah. Wesley's church was a shadow. Hallelujah. Seymour's church was a shadow. A shadow of what? You and I. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, my. Y'all better cut this out. I'm going to be shouting up here in a little bit. Hallelujah. Every church before us was just a shadow. Every church before us was just a substitute for what was to come. Hallelujah. That's why we could read what Paul writ for his church and we operate in it. Why? Because it was originally for us. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? Some people are satisfied with the shadow. So they'll live in that day of a substitute. Hallelujah. And they'll just say, well, you know, I'm satisfied just having faith. And, you know, they'll say, I'm just satisfied, you know, being sanctified, having a clean life. And they'll say, well, you know what? I'm satisfied with having a gift in my life. Hallelujah. But you know what? Satan can imitate all those things. Hallelujah. One thing he cannot originate, one thing he cannot, hallelujah, be like or or, or copy, hallelujah, is the original life. Amen. When it comes to your original life, he always runs away, hallelujah. Remember, he said, hallelujah, through his imps. Amen. Satan has a team. There's Satan as the general of the devil and then he has imps. Hallelujah. Other fallen angels. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says he drew a third of the angels. Hallelujah. That's his team. But you know what church? Think about it. Hallelujah. God's team. Hallelujah. It's so much greater. <laughs> because we're not operating on a level. Hallelujah. Where we're missing something. We have scriptures applied to us that say, ye are complete in me. Hallelujah. But let's look at a substitute. Y'all know I ain't going to be long about to close. Sometimes a substitute has some of the real in it. Hallelujah. But you may not even recognize what that substitute is doing to you because it has some of the real in it. Hallelujah. You know, When we go back and look at Eve, the devil gave her what? 99.9 truth. (laughs) But it was 1% of that in there that was a substitute. And that 1% made the whole thing wrong. (laughs) That 1% made the whole thing no good for Eve or Adam. All right. We had a real good time yesterday. You know, where I got there around the food and a little bit of cornhole. You know, but you think about it, young people were just having a good time and everything. But I noticed, a lot of them was walking around craving the substitute. You said, Brother D's, what was it? <laughs> you know, after a long day of running and playing and having a good time, your body automatically thirst. It automatically craves something to satisfy hallelujah, that drink. But you know what? Hallelujah. Because this tastes good. <laughs> Ooh. Sometimes I drink one every now and then because it gives me, like my old grandma used to say, it gives me a good burke. Sometimes it ain't about how good it tastes. It's, 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 it's what it does when it goes down. Bah. You know, when you start getting a little bit older, you need some assistance. When you were young, you weren't worried about how you could eat and eat and go down and everything good and push out. As you get older, you need some help. Because it don't go down that smooth anymore. So now the substitute is helping you do what you could do when you were younger. But when you think about this right here in church, this is Coca-Cola, all right? And, you know, at last you've meeting the kids or laughing at me because I don't pronunciate things all the way. I say Coca-Cola. I know it's Coca-Cola. But this is a Coca-Cola, right? Just think about it. You couldn't even make this without the original. You couldn't even make this without water. Because that's what your body needs to quench your thirst. But what Satan has done, he's created a substitute that we like more, that we like better when we're thirsty. Hallelujah. And what he does, he says, okay, what you really need, hallelujah, I'm going to take that and I'm going to hybrid it with something. And make you think it's doing what it's supposed to do when it's really not. Amen. You know what a lot of this will do to you? Because it has acid in it. It'll start to make your stomach push out a little bit. Brothers, you want to get rid of that? (coughs) We'll get rid of that gut. Stop putting acid in your body. Because your body, hallelujah, originally wasn't made to intake this. This is a substitute, hallelujah, and a substitute is not built to digest. Oh my! Oh. A substitute, hallelujah, is not made, hallelujah, to replenish your body. That's why you put this in there, and it stays. Then it starts to have an effect. And as you put more and more of it, hallelujah, it produces something called diabetes. (laughs) All because it tastes good. But keep in mind, Satan is so slick, you couldn't have this without the original, H2O. So he'll take, hallelujah, he'll take a portion of what's really real and mix it with something and give it to you. And you say, ah, boy, that's good. Talk to me now. But in this, you got fruit toast, soup toast, glucose, and every other kind of toast. I ain't condemning you soda drinkers. I ain't condemning you. Because like I say, I need a good burk every now and then. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I thank God. When I got in yesterday, I asked Peter. Me and Peter was talking about what's the and He took me over there and showed me these little small cokes. And I said, praise God. Because I, I've gotten to the place where I would, hallelujah, because I'm a little bit more mature now, I would rather drink seven ounces than 20 ounces. Amen. Thank you, sister. Because you can have a little bit, hallelujah, and it'll do what it's supposed to do. But you know what we do? We go overboard. We go overboard with the substitute. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Dease, where are you going? Hallelujah. God sent prophets as substitutes. He didn't bring them here to be worshipped. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He gave us a Moses. Hallelujah. He gave us, hallelujah, a Noah and different prophets of the day. He gave us kings like King David, mighty men, but he never sent those men to be worshipped. He never sent those men to take his place. Woo! But he sent those men as a shadow to show what was coming. That's why David could be a man of the God's very own heart. Why? He was just a substitute of the real king. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Dees, what are you talking about? Keep in mind, I'm going to put this up here so you can see it. You think about this. You can never have this unless you got this. <laughs> but look at this can of how much other stuff. I can't read it all because it's so small. They put it in fine print, all the poison. <laughs> and you can't even see it. And it ain't even real water, it's carbonated water. <laughs> it ain't spring water, it's carbonated water. So it ain't even real H2O. Ooh, it's a substitute. I know what's going to happen when y'all get ready to go out here and get that Coca-Cola for lunch. You're going to think about it different. (laughs) Uh, Give me a sweet tea. You need this to make your sweet tea. (laughs) If you're not drinking water, whatever you drink, it got to have some of this in it. So every substitute, hallelujah, in some kind of way, it has to come back for a thirst for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Something that God created. Hallelujah. And you think about the natural things that we may thirst. Maybe we was in the world, we smoked, we drank, we parted, we gambled. The prophet of God said all of that was really a perverted thirst for God. You think about the things you do right now, and you say, it makes me happy. Young people, you think about the things you may do on social media, and you say, it makes me happy. No, your social media is really a substitute for fellowship with the saints of God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, as we see the day approaching, we ought to fellowship them all. So social media is a perversion. It's a substitute for fellowship. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter um, 24. Luke 24. Everybody all right? If you ain't, let me help you out a little bit. I'm about to close. And keep in mind, your body is 75 to 80% this. But what if you put 75 to 80% of this of this in it? What are you doing? You're slowly killing yourself. If you put more of the substitute than the original in your life, you're really killing yourself. When all you're trying to do is satisfy something that God originally gave you, which is a thirst. Just to make a point, Luke 24. Luke 24, um, let's start at verse um, 25. Now, we you know, the story where they're going down a maze after Jesus was resurrected and so forth. And they're going around and they're talking about Jesus. And I love when the prophet talks about this. He says, when you talk about him, he appears. <laughs> Ooh. Think about that. He says, when you talk about God, he appears. He loves to hear his name. He loves to be talked about. Think about how often we talk about God versus all the other stuff that's going on in our life. Church, I'll be the first one. Sometimes I'm ashamed. I'm around worldly, worldly people. I got worldly friends. I'm around them sometimes, and God never comes up. But that's who I am. So it's somewhere in our conversation some part of God should come out. Amen. If it don't come out of your mouth, it should come out of your life. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I get convicted about that. Amen. Amen. We are, hallelujah, not the shadow. Hallelujah. And let me me make it real plain. There are no more shadows. (laughs) Woo. There are no more shadows. How can you say that? Because there are no more church ages. There's nothing else to be revealed. Hallelujah. So what are we? We are the original seed. We are everything that every generation wish they had. Woo! Hallelujah. That ought to excite you. To know that we have the fullness of God revealed in our day. Hallelujah. Church, what I want you to do, hallelujah, you get up tomorrow, look in the mirror, and say, I'm not lacking anything. And let those words manifest in your life. Look in the mirror and say, before I go to work, I'm not lacking anything. Before you pay your bills, you say, I'm not lacking anything. When you look at your children, you say, they are not lacking anything. When you think about your relationship, say, we're not lacking anything. Hallelujah! Because we're not living by substitutes. Hallelujah! We don't need a Dr. Dobson to have a successful marriage. All we need is the word of God. Hallelujah. I say Luke. Luke chapter 24, verse 25. He says, you know, they were talking about G. Let's back up to certain, verse uh, 24. He says, and a certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. Church, they said him he saw not. If they believe what he said, they will know he was risen. They're looking for a God in a tomb who told them, I'm not gonna stay in the tomb. God wants us to believe what He says. And now they're going, How many church you think about how many church people they hear the word of God and when it's manifested, they're like, What happened? I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> if God said he was gonna do it, it's gonna happen. Amen. Church, we're here, we look in the Bible. Like I say, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in a group chat with some friends I go to the gym with, and now we're talking about the Bible and different things. and And our coach, he says, he says, I listen, but I listen, I read some of the stuff in the Bible, but some of that stuff I don't believe. And that's just the average unbeliever, or or should I say sinner? He could even be a, belie- a believer because now God has opened the door in our chat to talk about the Lord. We're not talking about exercise anymore; we're talking about the Lord. Hallelujah. And, you know, and now we'll talk about the Lord. So my response to that was, I say, think about it. I say, if you get just this is the response to the Bible being real and the things in the Bible being real. I said, think about it. If you do a certain training, if, if, a, if a coach gives you a certain training and you take his training, hallelujah, say for a fight, hallelujah, you take the training for that fight and you do all the training and you get in that fight and you use your training and you win. That means that the training was real. That means that everything he was taught, it worked. So I say, I apply the same thing to the Bible. If I read it and I live by it and I get the same results of the Bible, that means it's real. Hallelujah. And somebody else came in and said, I agree with that, Rev. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's just like, hallelujah, a young lady saying, I want to be a nurse. What's the first step? You got to go to nursing school. And when you go to nursing school and you're taught to be a nurse, then you put everything you were taught, you go to the hospital, what do they call you? Nurse. Or a mechanic. Hallelujah. Now, there's some things you can just figure out on your own, but then there's some things you got to be taught. There's some things you got to be trained. Hallelujah. As, hallelujah, time evolves and cars evolve and Elon Musk gets more and more crazier, you have to go back and do more computer studying. Some of these cars are ridiculous. You can buy what you want to buy, but I ain't buying nothing that says it can drive me by myself. <laughs> Think about it, church. We're in a world, you know, they, they make all these movies where auto- artificial intelligence takes over. It does things you don't want it to do. Can you imagine you get in your car one day and you say, I'm going to the church. And it says, no, you're going to the club tonight. <laughs> I'm taking over. No, we're going to the bar Sunday morning. I don't feel like going to church. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. But who's going to control artificial intelligence? It's artificial. So at any moment, it can do whatever it want to do. I heard, I don't know how true this is, but they made robots in another country. I think it was Japan or China. They made robots, and when they shut it down, it booted back up itself. (laughs) So you know what they had to do? They had to destroy it. Because they were trying to create a weapon. And this thing, it booted up on its own. Hallelujah. So they had to destroy the whole makeup of it. Hallelujah. Because what was going to happen, it booted up on its own, and then it would start killing on its own. And it would kill the very same ones that made it. Oh, my. Listen. Jesus said in verse 25, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. He said, Ought thou Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Hallelujah. Now, this is the verse I want to get to. Now, Jesus says to them, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So he saying Moses and everybody after Moses or before Moses, hallelujah, talked about me. Amen. Hallelujah. So Moses' ministry was a substitute for the real thing to come. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, Isaiah was a substitute for the real thing to come. Woo, Brother Brandon was a substitute for the real thing to come. He wasn't saying, hallelujah, we didn't need it, hallelujah. But let's not fall in love with the substitute. Oh, my. But we were created to thirst. And sometimes when you're thirsty, you run after the wrong thing because it feels good or it tastes good. Give me that quote, brother. Put that quote up for me. There's a story. I'm, I'm, I'm about to close. I hope you all right. If anybody's sleeping, listen to me again. I'm about to close. <laughs> Wake you up a little bit. And I might say that four more times. But it'll keep you from drifting. Just know, keep in your mind, rehearse this in your mind, he's about to close. <laughs> he's about to close. Oh. <laughs> he's about to close. Those words got power now, y'all know that, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. This is a story. The prophet was going somewhere, he got on a plane. And there was a young lady on the plane with him. Let's read the dialect. Everybody, all right? Yeah. Let's read the dialect. Follow along with me. He says, Today on a plane, coming from Louisville down here, it's taken it me two and a half hours of flying. It took me all day to make it. Delayed planes, and, and maybe God had a hand in it. Look at this church. His time was delayed. You know, he was flying longer than he had to fly it, but in his mind, he could see God in it, some kind of way. That's what I want you to do this morning. No matter where you are or what you're going through, you have to be able to say God's hand is in it some kind of way. Amen. Amen. When I'm going through things and and things are real tough and real trying, I may not have an answer, but I refuse to say this is the devil. Because once I say something is the devil in my life, I'm giving the devil control of my life. Hallelujah! So even when things don't go the way it's supposed to go for me, I say, Lord, whatever you're doing, thank you. <laughs> because God is controlling who the devil. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah! Come. He says, when I got on, he said, when I got at Louisville, there was a young lady, got on the plane and sat down by me, and she said, do you mind, I love this part, she says, do you mind if I sit here? He said, I said, not at all. And as we went on, there was serving lunch on the plane, and I prayed and went, she said, are you a minister? Just by him praying, she's looking at him a little different now because he blessed his food. You know, what's so strange? You go to a restaurant, you as a family, you sit there and bow your head, and people be looking at you like, what you doing? I'm praying. All the pesticides and all the stuff y'all put in this food for me for it to get here on my plate. You think I ain't going to bless it? You better bless it. Them steroids going to make you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hallelujah! think about it, church. Look at our kids. Look how fast they grow. Look at how, how, how their frames are more wide and sturdier than we were. What What is it? It's the food. And the very food we're eating is killing us. Why? Because they're putting substitutes in it. They put preservatives in it to keep it a long time. Hallelujah. And what does that do? That preservative is in you when you eat it. get this man out of here, I ain't gonna even be able to have a good lunch. (laughs) Get this man out of here, I'm finna go eat me some good old chicken and have me a big old nice 20-hour Coca-Cola. And he get up here preaching about food and drink. Brother Barry don't have that man back unless he gonna preach us some faith. Tell me how to pray over my food. Hallelujah. Listen. He says, I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And she said, I'm a believer too. (laughs) But let's look at what kind of believer she is. She says, I'm a believer too. And she told me of a certain denomination. and I said, "That's nice." He didn't condemn her. He said, "That's nice." And I noticed we had a little we had a, a we had a little package of cigarettes on the plane. Now this is a whole other time because now they don't allow you to smoke on the plane. Can you imagine being on that big old tin thing in the air? And everybody puff, puff, pass. I'm telling you, if it was like that now, I couldn't fly because I can't stand smoke. Just the very, just the very uh, presence of smoke coming around, I, it just bothers me. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I can remember back in the day before they banded in hotels, they had smoking floors. And I'm like, dummy, don't y'all know smoke comes and rises? So although I'm not on the smoking floor, I still smell your smoke. But he says they passed out little cigarette uh, uh, packages on the plane. And I watched to see what she would do about it. So, as soon as dinner was over, she began undoing that package of cigarettes. And she fumbled one. She fumbled one a little bit and she stuck it towards her mouth. See what's happening? She has an itch, <laughs> she's having a craving for a substitute. Now she's sitting on the plane, and now there's something on the inside of her craving something else besides food. She had just eaten, no doubt she had just drank, Hallelujah! and the prophet's done what she's done. He's ate, she's drank, they've had their meal. Now both of them have cigarette packages in front of them, but there's something going on in her that's not going on in him. And there's something in her that's looking at that Patrick and says, give it to me. <laughs> you know, if you got demons inside of you, hallelujah! those demons will speak to your internal man. It says, give me what I want. Hallelujah. That's why cigarettes, it's a nicotine demon. You wasn't, hallelujah, originally created, hallelujah, to crave nicotine. What is it? It's a substitute. You weren't created, hallelujah, to crave alcohol. It's a substitute. You weren't created, uh, hallelujah, to to crave dance halls and parties and all these things. It's a substitute for the joy of the Lord. Yeah, dancing comes from God. Ain't get too many amens on that one. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, when we get to heaven, y'all going to see me shake it up. Oh, boy, I might be doing some dancing y'all won't let me do down here. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I love how the prophet of God says, you know, for those of you who say, Brother Deez, it's, not, it's just not my nature. The prophet of God says dancing is a sign of victory. You say, Brother Jesus, that's just emotion. Well, I'll give you another quote. The prophet of God says, when the presence of God comes, it brings an emotion. So it's what you do, hallelujah, when God comes. Will you take the substitute or will you take the original way? Because David danced. Why did he dance? It wasn't because of the smoking and drinking. It wasn't because of the alcohol. It was because of the revelation of God. Amen. He knew how he said, once the ark comes back into our presence again, we will never lose the battle. Amen. Hallelujah. So as the ark was on, it was on the way, church, it hadn't even got back yet. And David saw it afar over, and David started to dance. Woo! Can you look at the promise of your blessings like that? Hallelujah. He said, you're blessed and not cursed. You are to be dancing before the blessing comes. Hallelujah. You might say, Brother Diggs, I'm a little sick in my body, but the Bible says, by his stripes you're healed. Until the healing is manifest, you are to be dancing because it's on the way. If God said it, it's going to happen, if you can believe it. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Ah, oh, no, it ain't going to sound like that in heaven. <laughs> it ain't going to sound hallelujah. Nah. It ain't going to sound like that. You say, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. That sounds like you just waking up. Think about it. When God comes in and hallelujah is the highest praise, you think we're going to see him and we say hallelujah. Thank goodness he's going God. hallelujah. Now, you may have your own interpretation, but I tell you, it ain't going to be me. I'm going to be one loud, big mouth, redeemed believer. Hallelujah. And just to help you out a little bit, you say, ah, brother, you're just doing too much. Let me help you out a little bit. The prophet of God said, death does not change who you are. It changes your dwelling place. So if you don't worship now, you will not worship on the other side. And if you're not a worshiper, trust me, you won't be in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been accused of trying to excite the people. Hallelujah. But I'm all right with that, hallelujah. I'd rather rather excite the people than have the people say, man, we're going to get out of here. This, This service is just so dead. I'm not coming anymore because you want people to shout and dance. ridiculous. (laughs) Think about it, church. Think about it. The prophet of God said, why did Miriam dance? And you think about why am I going down this way? Because somebody in their mind is being critical. And you think about it. He said, why did Miriam dance? He said, they went through the Red Sea. And then she turned back and looked around. And every problem, everything that ever did her wrong, every persecution, every trial was being washed away. Hallelujah. Church, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you enter into a Red Sea experience. Every problem, every child has been washed away in the blood of Jesus. So not only did Miriam dance, but her influence influenced the daughters of Zion. Hallelujah. Not only did it influence her, Moses started to singing. Amen. <laughs> Woo! I know some of y'all ain't ready for this, but when we get to heaven, y'all gonna see Brother Barry shout. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I'm sorry, but me and his boys got a private joke about that. Hallelujah. But think about the church. She's, she's, she's now got the cigarettes in her hand, and she's starting to fumble with it because there's something on the inside calling for a substitute. Where am I? And so as soon as dinner was over, she began to undo the package of cigarettes, and she fumbled one little bit, and she struck it towards her mouth. Give me the next part. And, and, and she took it down again. See, she's fumbling with it. That thing's on the inside said, you know what it's saying? I want to smoke. He said, and after a while, she lit it up. She said, do you mind if I smoke? <laughs> and the prophet said, I said, you don't mind if I tell you <laughs> I do? <laughs> she was saying, do you mind if I smoke? And he said, do you mind if I tell you I do mind if you smoke? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, that would have been me on the plane. Hallelujah. He said, I do because. She said, why? I said, I can't understand why a nice lady with a personality that you got would have to do a thing like that. She said, now listen to this, church. I want you to think about what I'm talking about. Living beyond a substitute. She says, look. He said, I can't understand why, uh, why you would do a thing like that. And he said, when we got to do the thing like that, she said, oh, I get satisfaction out of it. That's what the enemy is doing with the substitutes in our life. We're getting temporary satisfaction out of it. But it's not the original. He said that's the only, he said that's only a substitutionary satisfaction. If you would just take what I tell you and would turn your life completely to God. Remember, she said I'm a believer, but now the prophet is telling her you haven't turned your life completely to God. Because if you turn your life completely to God, you wouldn't be smoking. Hallelujah. Now you put smoking in the place of what gives you satisfaction that's not of God. And let's be honest with ourselves. We all have substitutes. They come in different names. They, 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 they got names like the like the NFL. <coughs> they got names like Netflix. They got names like Hulu. Satisfaction. They got names like our job. Some of, some of us just love to go to work because we think about how much money we're going to make. Woo! Six figures, baby. That's just a substitute. You say, I can't wait to go out so I can get in the movie and I can dance, I can make a TikTok video. (laughs) That's just a substitute. Real joy is the joy of the Lord. Think about being in church, dancing, having a good time, and walking out not feeling condemned. You say, boy, I shouted the house down. I danced out my shoes and nobody complained. You say, brother D, what you talking about? I know what I'm talking about. I done been to the club and then danced and partied down and I done left the club. My, I done left the club walking out wondering who see me. I hope none of the believers see me out here tonight. Do it again, party, have a good time, walk out. Still going to church. This is a young guy, still going to church. Come out, looking around, hope nobody don't see me. I'm at the purple rain, Sam. <laughs> walking out, looking around. Oh boy, And then one day, God spoke to me. I'm walking out the club, looking around for the believers. Hope nobody don't see me. And then God speaks in my spirit. Fool, ain't no believers at no club. You the only dummy here. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You can imagine how I felt. Because I'm hiding and ducking and all this stuff. You know, I'm carnal-minded. I'm living under the umbrella of a substitute. But God was showing me real joy. Don't be out here. And I, I say that now. For those of you who go in places and you wondering who the believers going to see, you go to a beach and all kind of other crazy stuff is going on, ain't no believers out there. <laughs> you ain't got to look for none of us. We ain't out there. <laughs> it's just you and your conscience. <laughs> that's, that's who you're looking for, your conscience. He you said, oh. She said, oh, I get satisfaction. He said, that's only a substitutionary satisfaction. If you will just take what I tell you, I'm about to close. That's number two. He said, you will turn your life completely to God. There's something that you're missing, and you're trying to make cigarettes fill up that longing that's in your heart. She's made a substitute for the place of where God should be. He said, give you a false satisfaction, which will soon give you cancer (laughs) or degrade your body. I was reading, he said, Coca-Cola is responsible for pancreatic cancer. And we know what cancer is. Cancer is no more than just bad cells, damaged cells. So you mean to tell me I can drink something that could damage my cells, yes. And all I am is just thirsty. But the effects of all the other ingredients, what does it do? It harms the good life inside of you. That's why, you know, it's true you should do all things in moderation. You know, now when you go out of here, you leave, go eat your lunch. Don't worry about me. <laughs> go ahead and drink your Coca-Cola or your Sundrop. well your Mountain Dew hallelujah I'm gonna tell you this is real funny I was in uh, Africa this is years ago I was in Africa me and a brother he'd been over in America for a long time Brother Aaron he'd been here a long time he's in um he's from Nigeria (laughs) and we're in Nigeria and sun is beaming and man he's sweating like a bull hog I mean he's sweating I'm sweating but it ain't bother me as much because I'm from Carolina. <laughs> Columbia's one of the hottest places on the planet. I see y'all shaking y'all head, man. <laughs> we don't get the breeze you guys get up here. It get real toasty down there. The humidity is crazy. But it's all right, I like it. You know, we're 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 we we you know, the temperature, it was little, it was hot, but it wasn't that bad to me. So we were going place, going up the mountains and all these things. And he looked at me, he was pouring his sweat. He was a little bit older, he was pouring his sweat. He's like, ooh. Oh, Brother Diggs, oh, I need me a Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, bro, you need some water. You need know a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew going to make you pass out out here. <laughs> You're like, Brother Diggs, what are you talking about? That Mountain Dew will not replenish his strength. So why put things in your life that's not going to replenish your strength? Hallelujah! The substitute left too long will not replenish your strength. Oh my. Listen. He said there's cigarettes that feel feel that longer in your heart. Give you a false satisfaction which will soon give you cancer or degrade your body and you'll be gone. And I said now, this is the clincher. We're about to close. Number three. He said, I said, God made a person to thirst, to thirst after him. So whatever's in your life that's giving you joy outside of God that doesn't come back to God, is just a false thirst. Amen. A false fulfillment of that thirst. The thirst is real. You're just giving it a false fulfillment. He says, and then, if they do not accept that, then the devil gives them a false conception of pleasure. Woo! Catch it. What is she using as a false conception of pleasure? Cigarettes. And now, people use cigarettes, drugs, marijuana, acid, all these other things. False conception of pleasure. Young girls will go watch Beyonce videos to feel beautiful, and they get in the mirror, and they be, and it's just a false conception of pleasure. It ain't going to make you, it ain't going to fill the void of God. Young men will go on the court, and they'll put a basketball in their hand, and they'll get up to the three-pointer line, and they'll say, Kobe, or they'll say, Steph, a false conception of pleasure. To be that or to want to be that and that only is just a false conception of pleasure. And you take any other thing in your life that doesn't come or reflect God, it's just a false conception of pleasure. Hallelujah! You can come here, hallelujah, sit in church and walk out the same way and say church was good. It was just a false conception of pleasure. If you don't walk out of here with something to apply to your life that you can live, you miss the whole message. You say, but I went to church. And we know we do this all the time. We And parents, we do this to our kids. We tell them, say, what was service about? And you know what they say? You know what they say? They will give you the title. <laughs> and we say, and I, say, I say, no, I ain't tell you. I, ain't, I ain't asked you what the title was. Tell me what he talked about. Get something out of it. And don't be fooled. Some of these kids are really, really paying attention. Hallelujah. He said it's a false conception of pleasure. You know, people go to clubs and people do all these other things that they say they get joy out of. But what is it? It's something they're put in place of God. Because God gave us a thirst, which is a holy thirst. And we put natural things or carnal things in front of that holy thirst trying to satisfy, which produces a false conception of pleasure. Which will only slowly walk us down to death. Listen. He says a false conception of pleasure and they try to satisfy with the things of the world. She made about two draws of puffs of cigarettes and she said, I'm 22 years old. She said, My, I'm engaged. My boyfriend is 31 and said he told me I've been overseas for three months and he begged me to stop smoking. He, he begged me to smoke no more. And she said, this is the first time that I have smoked. Missed the plane. And she said, sir, I take this promise now. She put the cigarette out. It's just that simple. When the word is presented, take the promise and put every substitute to death, to rest. Put every substitute, come on, musicians. Put every substitute in your life this morning to rest. And say, God, I want the original. I want real joy. Amen. Real joy can't be bought. Hallelujah. Real joy can't be taken away. Hallelujah. When you got real joy, you're presented. Remember the woman who had a husband, and the husband was a he was a drunkard. And one day him and his drunkard friends were talking about. Christian, Christian people and his friends said, Ain't no such thing as a real Christian. And this drunk sinner man said, Oh, yes, yes, it is. And they said, Well, he said, My wife. He said, I tell you what, let's go to the house. I'll show you. They said, Well, show us. So they went to the house, and all of them act like they were drunk. And she cooked some food, not only for her husband, but she cooked some for his friends. And he knocked all the food over. I'm sick of this, don't give me no food. How does he carry on? See, she didn't have a substitute in her life. She cleaned up the mess. She cleaned up the mess, went back in the kitchen, started singing and preparing more food. And that drunk man looked at his friends and he said, see, she got something real. I told you she was a Christian. And she said, that woman, hallelujah, because she had something real, she led those men to God. Hallelujah. Think about it, it wasn't her taking him to church It wasn't her, hallelujah, giving him a a sermon of the pastor It was just her living a life of conviction In front of him and his friends Hallelujah You want to see your loved one saved Live a life of conviction in front of them And let God do the rest Let God do the rest, there are many other things that we could share about substitutes in the scripture. But remember, every man before Christ was just a substitute. Hallelujah. And even after Christ, amen. I'm standing here this morning as a vessel, but I'm just a substitute. The real, hallelujah, presence of God, voice of God is here to commune with you. When you leave this place, it won't be you and Brother Diggs, it'll be you and God. Hallelujah. So let's look for the realness of God in our lives. Let's put every substitute to rest because the substitute can never make the worshiper pure. It could never make the worshiper whole. So that's why Jesus took away the blood of bulls and goats and he came and became the perfect sacrifice. Because he knew his life could take away every, hallelujah, unclean desire. Could take away everything that would harm us, could take away everything that would beset us and give us something real. That's what the resurrection of Jesus Christ has done. It's giving us something real. Hallelujah. How many believe it this morning? Amen. Here I am to worship. Here I am, bowed down. Here I. Am. in your life right now this moment is between you and God if there's anything in your life that you've been putting in the place of God if there's anything in your life that you've used for a substitute to quench the thirst of things of God right now I want you to ask God to take that out of your life if you really want it it's between you and God and let me say this if you ask God he's more than able to do it God bless each in every hand, each and every head that's bowed. Let's pray, Lord Jesus. Father, you know the hearts of your people, Lord. Lord, you know the thoughts and intent behind every hand that's raised, every head that's bowed, every mouth that's confessed and spoken unto you. And Lord, we surrender our way to you today, this morning. Lord, we have things in our lives that is not fit for the transformation of the body. So, Lord, we need you, Lord. We need that great deliverer. Hallelujah. That brought the people out of Egypt. Not Moses, but you, the pillar of fire. God himself. Lord, you came down on Mount Sinai and you began to shake and show your presence. And the people said, Moses, we don't want God to speak to us. Continue to give us a substitute. Lord, we want your voice and your voice alone. We don't want any substitute. We don't want just good preachers. We don't want just good quotes. But we want the God, the living God himself. To have his way in our lives. Lord and we pray you take away every substitute. Lord everything Lord that's there. Hindering our growth. But most of all Lord we pray you. You take that desire for that thing away and clean us up Lord make us fit Lord to carry your word Lord right now we pray for Sister Lot Lord Lord God she's been diagnosed with cancer and Lord God we bring this prayer before the saints of God and before you Lord to know we know that you're a healer Lord and Lord even though she's taking the chemo Lord we know that you're greater than chemo yes. Honey, you're greater than backslidden cells And Lord, we apply the promise of your word right now to that situation. Lord, have your way in our life. Lord, in any other situation in this room, Lord, we lay it before you. And that you have your way, Lord. Lord, forgive us for any forms of unbelief. Lord, and let us walk out of this building this morning encouraged, knowing that we heard from God and not just another man. Lord, we give you all the glory and honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Worship, here I am.
0: Macy loves me amen when i think of when i'm putting substitutions in my life amen i left it in my at the bench but my phone can be a substitution sometimes for me things are going good it's easy for me to scroll easy to check all those work emails it's easy to do something else amen we all have substitutions amen I'm so thankful for that. I really enjoyed that this morning. I'm amazed he loves me. I'm amazed that she loved me. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm amazed. hide well though I laughed and said my life was mine without you I was covering up the with tears I cried then one day someone told me hallelujah and the love you showed all right. There's a in there that says, Lord, your ear is always open to my prayer. And uh, Brother Dick started, he was talking just before he started ministering, he was talking about how the words mean something. We're not just here to sing, amen. We actually think about what we're worshiping when we're singing to the Lord. That's what we're saying to him. I am thankful no matter what is going in my life or no matter how bad I feel his ear is always open to our prayer. Amen. Let's sing that again. Yes, it's true. There have been days when I have failed you. Lord, you know the many times I've gone astray. But I've Loving uh, Jesus. I am falling in love. Thank you. Bass, bass player saved me out there. Appreciate that. Falling in love with Jesus. Amen. Falling in love. Amen. Amen. I I really enjoyed it. Let's bow our heads. We're going to be dismissed. Um, One quick announcement here. Uh, Children's choir practice is immediately after the service. That's between kids' ages between uh, 3 and 13. So uh, immediately after the service, there'll be a choir practice. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Lord, what can we say but thank you? Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for your amazing grace. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the blood, Lord, that covers our sins, Lord, that without you, there really would be no hope for us. We're so thankful, Lord, and Lord, we just ask, Lord, for your forgiveness, Lord, when Lord, we want that Coca-Cola more than the regular HTO, Lord, that you Lord Jesus, would help us, Father, to shake ourselves, Father, and to take the word and to realize, Lord, there is no substitute for the real thing, Lord Jesus. We need you. Lord, we just ask, Father, that you will be with us, Lord. uh, During this week, Lord, bring us back Wednesday, Lord. We just ask a special blessing for our brother Diggs, Lord. Lord, thank you for using him so mightily this morning, Lord. We just ask that you'll give him his strength back. We ask that you'll be with our pastor, Sister Becky. Lord, allow them just to relax a little, Father. Give them strength, Lord, and uh, bring them back. Lord, you know how much we love them and we appreciate them so much. Bring them back. We ask it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that as uh, you're dismissed. I worship you. I worship you on my like you, and I worship you, O Prince of Peace, that is what I long